It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The LA Kings face their toughest road test yet. We'll preview their game tonight in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. And the Kings release their latest version of the reverse retro jersey. Jersey nerds unite and get excited. We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 788 subscribers. Our goal was 800 by the end of October. Looking good to make that happen. Thanks to you. Thank you for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. So the Kings continue their nine-day, five-game road trip with what I think will be their toughest test to date, and that is a game tonight in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. They've so far on the road posted wins over the Wild, Red Wings, and Predators, and all three of those wins were very Exciting, thrilling, and interesting in their own right. Uh, but the Kings tonight taking on a Pittsburgh team that is off to a 2-0-1 start in the season. Uh, this is a, if you somehow don't follow hockey closely, maybe you just follow the Kings. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been one of the most consistent and winning organizations over the past decade. Plus, I believe it is 16 straight years the Penguins have made the playoffs. They've won multiple Stanley Cups over that time. And uh, frankly, they're uh, one of the better run organizations in all of the NHL, maybe in all of sports. And they still have those familiar names that you're used to. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, um, and others. Um, but as far as Pittsburgh's offseason, just a real quick comment on that. This season, they really didn't go out and make any splashes, but they did sign, re-sign a couple of their cornerstone pieces. They brought back forward Evgeny Malkin when it looked like he was on the, on his way out the door and they also brought back defenseman Chris Letang, who's been around a while, but still playing at a very high level. Of course, Sidney Crosby is still there. Um, and believe it or not, Crosby's in his 18th season now in the NHL. Um, as if I needed something else to make me feel old. I can't believe he's been in the league for 18 years. Uh, but uh, Pittsburgh also some very good players like Jake Gensel, Brian Rust. And we will see former LA King Jeff Carter again, who is uh, back once again for the Penguins. I believe he's centering their third line. Of course, he helped... 
the LA Kings win a couple of Stanley Cups that you might remember. Uh, as for Pittsburgh so far on the season, they have posted wins over Arizona and Tampa Bay. Uh, they did lose their last game against Montreal 3-2 in overtime. Sidney Crosby leads the team right now with six points, two goals, and four assists. And for what it's worth, the Kings won both of the matchups against Pittsburgh last season. As for the goalie matchup in tonight's game, it, uh, it looks like Pittsburgh is going with their number one goalie, Tristan Jari. He's in his seventh season with the Penguins. Uh, he is 2-0 on the year, 2.01 goals against average, and a 9.38 save percentage. He's allowed four goals on 64 shots so far this season. But it is worth pointing out that he doesn't have great numbers against the LA Kings. In four starts, he's 1-3. His goals against average is almost 4 at 3.94, and his save percentage is not in the 900s. It's at 8.91, so let's hope that continues tonight. Uh, very interesting that it looks like Cal Peterson is going to get the start today against the uh, Penguins, not Jonathan Quick. And frankly, I like the decision by head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, we all know that Cal is going to have to play an important role this season. And while his game against Nashville had some ups and downs, he was very, very good late in the game when it mattered most, in particular the overtime and the shootout. I think McClellan sees this as an opportunity to help Cal's confidence, to get him right back out there on the ice following what he did late in that game and uh, see if he can duplicate what he did late against Nashville for a full game uh, against Pittsburgh. It also doesn't hurt that Cal's career numbers against Pittsburgh are very good. He's 2-0 in his career against the Penguins, 2.01 goals against average, and a very good 9.35 save percentage. We will keep our fingers crossed that that continues tonight. Uh, as for the expected forward lines, it looks like Carl Grunstrom is going to drop from the third line down to the fourth line, and Arthur Kaliev is going to move up from the fourth line to the third line to play that left wing spot. Exactly something that I suggested was, was a better idea. Now, to be fair, I thought that Grunstrom on the third line and Kaliab on the fourth line in their last game against Nashville was, was actually pretty good. Um, I, I thought they both did okay in those roles. But if you have missed me saying it in, in previous shows, I have said that I love Grunstrom on the fourth line. I think his skill set uh, fits in better with that grind line, energy line style alongside Blake Lazat and Brendan Lemieux more than Arthur Kaliev's does. I think Kaliev is more of a skilled guy. I think he should be higher up in the lineup, third line at least. Um, and he gets to play with some more skilled players like Gabe Velarde and Quentin Byfield. And maybe he gets an extra shift or two as well so he can get that above average NHL shot on the ice uh, a couple of extra times. And it could lead to a goal or two during the season. We'll see how it works out tonight. As for the Kings forwards, Gabe Velarde is your leading scorer for the LA Kings at this point with seven points. He's got four goals and three assists. Both Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe are tied with six points. And all three of those players, Velarde, Kopitar, and Kempe, are in the top 15 right now in the entire NHL in points scored. As for the defense for LA tonight, it's expected to be the exact same lineup they put out there against Nashville. Sean Dursey and Brant Clark both playing on the left side. Alex Edler is still out of the lineup after taking that puck off of his head or face in warm-up the other day. Um, we actually have an email about that coming up. Uh, looks like Edler, along with Jacob Movarari and Jared Anderson Dolan, are again the scratches. So what do we hope to see on the ice tonight uh, for the LA Kings, other than, of course, a win? Uh, obviously, we want to see Cal Peterson carry over what he did late in that Tuesday game against Nashville into a full game tonight. I think that's the number one thing that I would like to see uh, for the LA Kings tonight. 
what else do we want to see? Maybe some of these things seem obvious, but we want to see the Kings power play be much better than it was against Nashville. Just one goal in eight opportunities with the man advantage against the Predators. We want to see the penalty kill be solid again. LA killed off all five Nashville power plays in their previous game, including that big four on three disadvantage in the overtime. We want to see the top line get back on track after being shut out uh, in the last game. No points last game for Kopitar, Kempe, or Fiala. Uh, we want to see the team defense continue to trend in the right direction, and we want to see the Kings stay out of the box more often than not. By the way, um, for whatever reason, I'm going to call my shot. We'll see if it turns out. I'm going to say tonight in Pittsburgh, Brant Clark gets his first NHL point. We'll see if I am uh, a soothsayer. Uh, if the Kings are able to check off most of those boxes, I think LA can make it four wins in a row and stay perfect on this road trip. Kings versus Penguins is set for 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, hopefully this episode gets out before then, and it will be carried locally on Valley Sports West. And I have to admit, I haven't checked the standings yet until today because I feel it's early and why really kind of go there at this point. But I did take a peek. I don't know if you've looked as well or are curious, but the Kings heading into today's game are one of nine teams in the NHL to have six points so far on the season. They are tied for the NHL lead in points. Now, there are a couple of teams that have played fewer games, um, but for what it's worth, right now, LA is tied with Calgary and, and Vegas for the most points in the Pacific Division as well. And again, LA's played five games. Vegas has played four. Calgary only three. But the Kings are currently um, the only team in the NHL right now that is three and zero on the road so far this season. So uh, that's that's great, and uh, hopefully we keep those uh, road wins coming tonight against the Penguins. If you have listened to the show since I took over a few months back, you know I am a jersey nerd. You know, I'm wearing my purple and gold Kings reverse replica, reverse uh, reverse retro replica. If you're watching on the YouTube channel. Um, and I am very excited because the new reverse retro jerseys have been released. If you follow me on Twitter and you want to see what they look like, I have retweeted. Actually, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'm going to show you what they look like here in just a second. But first, got to remind you that betonline.net is your number one source for football betting and basketball betting with the start of the new NBA season, college basketball coming up soon as well. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including postseason baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
So the NHL and the LA Kings and Adidas released the latest round of reverse retro jerseys today. If you are unfamiliar, it is the NHL's latest attempt to suck uh, some hard-earned cash out of our pockets uh, with uh, additional alternate jerseys. And I'm in. Uh, I have filled out my Christmas wish list already, and it is for a Kings white reverse retro jersey. I love this look. Uh, I had heard some rumors from some friends in the Kings organization uh, that this was a really nice looking jersey, and I am very excited to say um, that it does look good. And if you're again, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I am going to show you some pictures of the reverse retro. If you're listening on the audio only podcast, I will do my best to describe. Um, what they look like, and you can go online when you have time to go check these out. But I said on a previous episode, and I don't remember which one, that um, even though we all have a very nostalgic connection to the Kings' current jerseys because they won two Stanley Cups wearing them, that they are plain and boring jerseys. Um, I have said all along I wanted two things. Number one, for the Kings to get some color in their jerseys, especially since I am a big fan of the color purple and to get the crown logo in the center of the Jersey. I've always felt that Kings should have some version of the crown logo in the middle of their Jersey. Well, that's exactly what they did. And um, again, got pictures here. I'm going to share just a second, Um, but apparently they're paying homage to the 40th anniversary of the miracle on Manchester um and so let's take a look at these and again i will describe them for you if you're not watching on the youtube channel but here's our first screenshot of the reverse retro jersey uh it is a primarily white jersey it has purple on the shoulders that goes all the way down the sleeves it is kind of accented in gold and you've got a gold stripe with a purple stripe in the middle of it running down along i don't know the belt line i guess of the jersey and right in the center of the jersey is the purple and gold old school crown logo if you are uh you know an old school fan of the old forum blue and gold they used to call it not purple forum blue and gold it's that old school jersey uh logo in the the crown that they had back in the day when they had the purple and the gold jerseys and uh i i absolutely love this look i like the white um i like the crown in the middle and it's got enough color in it that you know it's not so boring um, the purple and gold look fantastic, and and this is a great look. We're going to take a look at the back of the jersey now here. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, the the back numbers are in purple, accented by gold. The name on the back is purple. Uh, the sleeves, uh, or I should say the numbers on the sleeves that are on the shoulder are gold, and they're accented in white. Um, again, it's a, it's a super clean look, really, really good look. And then uh, the final picture I'm going to share with you here, is an up-close look at the uh, the crown logo. Like I have always said, the Kings should have this as their primary logo um, on their jerseys. We see some of the iconic jerseys out there. You got your Blackhawks, you've got your Red Wings, and they've got always that iconic, that iconic logo in the middle of the jersey, the winged wheel for Detroit or the, the Native American head for the Blackhawks. Um, you know, th- those are kind of iconic looks, and I wish the Kings would kind of stick with this going forward regardless if they have the color in it or not i've always loved the crown logo and i think this one looks spectacular and and one more look at the uh, the front of the jersey for you guys watching on youtube uh obviously i'd love to get your thoughts on this are you a jersey nerd like me i love hockey jerseys i are you know i i look i go to the games as a member of the media 
but I also go as a fan occasionally as well because I don't want to lose that connection. I want to be able to go occasionally to a game and cheer and boo and and have all those things because when you're in the press box, you have to kind of keep it on the down low. You just uh, have those emotions inside. Don't show them on the outside because you want to be a professional up there in the press box. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, w- I will absolutely be buying one of these jerseys. I know the original uh, reverse retros that there were you know, some issues um, as far as being able to get them. Um, and, and I think COVID maybe played a part in that as well. But I love the the jersey I'm wearing now. I would love to have gotten um, actually a, uh, a an authentic uh, jersey of of that style. But I, I got the replica and I'm I'm fine with it. But um, again, I, I really really like these new reverse retro jerseys. The NHL has unveiled them throughout the league for all the teams. I haven't had a chance to look at all of them yet, but I'm guessing there'll be some that are really nice, like the Kings, and others that are just kind of eh, whatever. Um, but I think you know the Kings, in my opinion are going to have one of the better reverse retro jerseys this year. And again, if you love hockey jerseys, then I think you're going to like this, but you can give me your feedback on this. If you want to send me an email, uh, you can also comment on, on Twitter where I retweeted out uh, the pictures of the jerseys, but the email address is uh, locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about the new reverse retro jerseys for the LA Kings. Uh, of course it's, it's coming out. Um, According to uh, LA Kings insider and friend of the show, Zach Dooley, the Kings are going to be um, releasing these jerseys for sale at the Team LA store on November the 15th. Uh, Pre-sales and orders are available now. Um, As far as the Kings, when they're going to wear these jerseys, again, this is according to Zach Dooley, the LA Kings insider. Uh, They're only going to wear them five times this season, which is not enough to me. Um, But uh, let's see. They're going to debut on November the 12th against the Red Wings. Uh, the Kings are also going to wear them December 17th against San Jose and December 31st against Philadelphia. Those are all home games. They're also going to wear them a couple of times on the road, uh, December 23rd in Arizona and January 7th in Las Vegas. The Kings will be wearing these new gorgeous reverse retro jerseys, but uh, I'd like to see them wear them more. I'd like to see them wear them, frankly, twice as much as they're going to wear them, apparently. Wear them at least 10 times. They look They look fantastic, but either way, Great job by uh, Adidas and whoever had the uh, input as well with the LA Kings. Uh, I think those jerseys are fantastic and really excited to, to see those. I was waiting for those to be released and I saw that some of the other teams had leaked out um, their their jersey styles. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I think the Kings is coming out soon. And sure enough, it was uh, released earlier today. Uh, we've got some injury news, unfortunately, to pass along about an LA Kings prospect. Um, we also have a couple of emails from listeners as well. Uh, One of them is about an injury for the LA Kings. Uh, That coming up in just a second. But first, thanks for making Lockdown LA Kings your first listen today. Now we invite you to make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. It's Locked On Game to Game, which covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Audacity app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, unfortunately, some injury news to pass along. Uh, John Hoven over at Mayor's Manor reports that LA Kings goaltending prospect Jacob Ingham is going to have to have back surgery, uh, and apparently that's happening at some point this week. 
Uh, the 22-year-old took part in the NHL rookie face-off in San Jose, but did not see much action in training camp because of this uh, pain he was having in his back. He was a sixth-round pick of the Kings back in 2018. He played 16 games in the ECHL with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits last season, five games in the AHL with the Ontario Reign last season. Now, some consider him the Kings' top goalie prospect, and that might be um, the case. But I think, and from what I hear, uh, the Kings don't really believe their next goalie of the future is currently in the Kings organization. Now that remains to be seen. Goalies do take longer to develop and this is not an exact science. So it's possible that one of the Kings goalies right now in their system could be the goalie of the future. But again, the feeling I get from hearing people talk is that they don't, they don't have a lot of confidence that any of the goalies in their system right now is going to be the next big goalie uh, for the LA Kings. Uh, so, you know, it, it looks like certainly in the immediate future, we've talked about the goaltending situation for LA. We're not exactly sure how it's going to play out after this season. We know that Jonathan Quick's contract is up after this year. We know Cal Peterson is signed for this year and the following year and the following year. Um, but beyond that, it's it's really kind of up in the air. Um, again, it seems like at this point, the next big goalie for the LA Kings is either someone they haven't drafted yet or someone they will eventually acquire from another team. So that's what the thinking is at this point. But regardless, uh, obviously best of luck to Jacob Ingham with the back surgery. Hopefully everything goes well and that he's available to get his career back on track for the following season. And again, who knows, maybe he is the goalie of the future, um, but we shall have to wait and see. But unfortunately a setback for one of the Kings top goalie prospects and uh, again, best of luck to Jacob Ingham uh, coming up with his back surgery. Uh, a couple of emails to share before we uh, close out today's show. Our first one comes from Andrew and Whittier. And he says, so Alex Edler got hurt when he took a puck off his face in pregame warmup and wasn't wearing a helmet. I thought the NHL made it mandatory for players to wear helmets. Is Edler subject to any kind of a fine because of this? Thanks for the show. Uh, Andrew, it's a, it's certainly a legitimate question. From from what I understand, yes, helmets are mandatory in the NHL, but only to be worn during the games. It is not mandatory for players to wear helmets in pregame warmup. As far as I know, um, it is possible. I don't think this is this is true, but it is possible that maybe players of a certain age have the option of doing their stunt. However, I did see that Brant Clark, and you may have saw it as well. Brant Clark did not wear a helmet when he made his NHL debut um, at crypto.com arena skating around by himself with his helmet off to get, to let everybody get a good look at him. Um, but I believe it's just a personal preference thing um, for players. So no, I don't believe Alex Edler is subject to any kind of fine for this. Um, it is, it is interesting that it seems that teams leave this up to players to do what they want to do in the pregame warmup. I, I would say it's a good idea to wear your helmet at all times, because if you've ever been, uh, to a NHL game in the pregame, those pucks are flying everywhere. I mean, you've got all the all the skaters on the ice, all the goalies, they're all firing random pucks at the net. And what happened to Alex Edler is something that isn't uncommon uh, where a puck will ricochet off of the crossbar or off the post and come right back out of player and, and hit him somewhere. And um, I would say this happens probably, boy, I mean, Let's just stick to the Kings. I would I would bet this happens three or four times a year. Not to the extent that a player usually misses time. 
usually they get hit in the face and they'll go off and they might need to get stitched up or there may be some swelling or something. But it is rare that a player will actually miss games because of an injury that's occurred because a puck ricocheted off a goalpost or a post and, and hit him in the head or the face. So that is certainly not the norm. Um, that being said, I think if I were a coach of an NHL team I, or GM, I would strongly encourage my guys to wear their helmets in the pregame warm-up. Um, I, I know Drew Doughty doesn't do it. Um, I'm almost positive Adrian Kempe doesn't do it. I think Andre Kopitar might wear his helmet. Um, I think most of the rest of the guys do wear their helmets. And I think it's more a comfort thing with the younger guys because they've, they've worn helmets throughout their entire lives playing hockey. And let's be honest, at this point, everybody has, even, even the veteran guys on, on the team, they've all grown up wearing helmets the whole time. So, um, I don't know. It, I, it's let's put it this way: it's not something that happens often enough that I think the NHL would consider making it mandatory to wear helmets in the pregame warmup. But it does hap- happen often enough that I think if I were a player, I'd go ahead and wear my helmet in the pregame warmup. I know you like to show off your pretty face to uh, to the ladies out there. I don't. I don't know. Um, but uh, and and it is fun to skate without a helmet. Um, I've done it a few times, um, and and it feels you know it feels a lot more comfortable. But, you know, is it worth missing some games over for not wearing your helmet? I would say no. I would say no. So um, all right. our next email and our final email comes from Chris. He's in northern Nevada. And he says, I want to talk about the power play from the other night. It was frustrating that the Kings only put up one power play goal with so many chances. However, you can see that the power play has been improved based on their, based on their play. Uh, much better puck movement and better entry into the zone. Last year, if Kempe couldn't enter with making a guy or two miss, we couldn't even set it up. I like where we are getting more shots and really working on the cross ice passes. And once they get that down, more pucks are going to go in. What I saw on Tuesday also was we are losing too many faceoffs in the offensive zone on the power play, which hurts the ability to set it up and wear down the penalty killers. I appreciate you as a host. Really like the new format of the podcast. Keep up the good work and looking forward to a great season. Go Kings go. Again, that is Chris in Northern Nevada. Yeah, Chris, that is a great point that you make about entries into the zone. Um, it, it usually, and st- they still do this to some extent, but usually Drew Doughty would skate it to center ice and then he would just p- toss it back and uh, Adrian Kempe would get it with some speed and, and try and, and get into the zone. They still do some of that, but you've got also options in, in a guy like Kevin Fiala, who's very good at that as well. I would even argue he's probably better at it than Kempe, although Kempe is a faster skater than him. Uh, Fiala is really good going one-on-one around uh, defensive players but yeah getting the the power play set up by getting good entry into the zone is always a key and as you mentioned winning faceoffs uh in the zone when you have the power play also a huge key as well um so yeah I, the, I think the entries have been better this year the puck movement has definitely been better um the faceoffs i honestly don't know i maybe i could check out the stats on that to see exactly where the kings sit in that situation um but yeah i think the power play is still a work in progress but i do think it is improving it is getting better, and, and that is encouraging. But ultimately, it's about putting the puck in the net on the power play, which, as you mentioned, they did not do good enough in their last game against Nashville. Hopefully, we get a couple of power play goals tonight against Pittsburgh. Hey, coming up on Friday's show, we're going to have a full recap of the game in Pittsburgh, plus a preview of the final game of this Kings road trip coming up in Washington, D.C. against the Capitals, and that is on Saturday. If you'd like to send an email, uh, the email address, once again, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Keep up to date with the show and what's going on with the LA Kings. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. And there's an Instagram page as well. 
which is also at Locked On LA Kings. Hey, thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates, news analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for watching Locked On LA Kings. And as we always say to close out the show, go Kings go. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.